Stephen Cluxton is on the pitch. He is togged out for Dublin. Are you sure he's not a mascot, Joe? I am 100% sure he's not a mascot. Stephen Cluxton is part of the Dublin panel today. I'm surprised as anyone, Joe. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Stewie Byrne is with us. Joe, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Joe. How are you? Morning, Shane. Uh, morning, Stewie. We, uh, we're entering a really interesting phase of the league campaign uh, at the League of Ireland where if Rovers just lose a few more games then we're guaranteed a title race. I think this is actually... <laughs> we've been talking about this, I'd say, for 15 years where there's always been one team who you know at the start of the year is going to win the league and it's not great for the sense of competition. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, This year, Rovers' little blip at the start has come at the, exactly the right time to keep everybody engaged from... I suppose was thinking... We could just stick a bit of a run here together, get a bit of a lead up. I'd say there's a couple of teams thinking that they can might um, have a little, little shot at our right yet. Um, certainly, there's interest. There's no doubt about it. Um, and the whole four in the row talk, and uh, you know, maybe that's unsettled them a little bit. I don't know. But like to to to, to win two leagues in a row is a difficult task. Win one league is a difficult task. It's I always felt it's, it's harder to retain. It, it is. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard task to do. That's why not many clubs have really done it. You know. But to win four um, is um, a very, very extremely difficult task, as I'm sure Rovers are finding out. However, you know when you look at where we were at this time last year, it, there isn't too much of a difference really in terms of points, and, and Rovers comfortably clawed that back. Um, but I would say um, I do feel there's definitely um, a level of competition in the league this year that hasn't been there for a while I think it's been building for a while and that's you know just to take your point I've been a bit critical of the of of the the gaps I suppose it's kind of been either a a Rovers or a Dundalk or a Cork um, you know there's been one or two together and then the big gap between the rest and then there's, there's always been a couple of clubs that would come out of nowhere that would you know sort of Bowers did it a couple of years ago um, um and sort of fell away again. wasn't their time. However, you might argue it could be their time. That you're, you know, a lot of clubs have gone full time now, with the exception maybe of one or two. Um, I think, and I things think are in good shape for them. All right. That's the difference that it feels to me as, a, as an outsider watching on. It feels like there's been sustainable growth from a bunch of teams. Uh, Bows and shells are an example of it, where they haven't pushed all their chips into the table chips that maybe they didn't even own in some cases in the past yeah. they've like okay well what can we do this season to build for next season and what can we do to build on that that's one aspect and the other aspect is it doesn't feel as if as many of the better players have been picked off by League 1 and League 2 teams that's just an instinct I have I haven't seen the numbers on that but it feels like the teams are slightly more settled than they have been in previous years I felt that this year and, and, and actually one of the points I made this year was actually probably a little bit settled in terms of the managers I mean, remember last year we had we had a managerial merry-go-round mm. like you know and what it it didn't look good from the outside looking in, you know, with Steve O'Donnelly and Patsy went to Dundalk and then Tim went into to, to Pats and then there was a, just, there just seemed to be, Rory was only kind of new in at the dairy thing, but like it just felt like there was an unsettlement last year. However, this year, um, I think most of the clubs were able to do their business um, in good time. They've hit pre-season, they've hit the start of the league campaign um in good shape Rovers not getting off to a good start um, I think has given impetus to the rest you know which is what should happen um, I think I do think they'll come good um, but there's there's I, I, mean, I don't know how you feel about this I actually think there's a general levelling 
you know, not just here and in other leagues around the world. I think the the big boys, it's it. it they're, they're, the gaps aren't as big as they used to be. I don't know why. It's almost like the 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 the, the lesser teams are saying, you know what? These aren't maybe these aren't great shakes, or they don't have those resources to to, to go any further. It's kind of starting. They're kind of starting to come back to each other. That's how I feel, anyway. At least, um, obviously, they've got far superior players, but it feels like the uh, tactical understanding of the game has increased to such a level that you can thwart the best teams, and it's not just about trying to. Uh, stop them scoring yeah. you all like everybody has access to you watch this video about how oh, you yeah, go yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean yeah totally I've been making that point myself for a while like, you know, totally get it. Everyone's, everyone's doing the same physical conditioning stuff everyone's reading the same tactical books they're all doing the same coaching courses so the access to resources it's all the same Where, so what, what's going to make the difference I th- I th- one last point is I think that actually the, the way that football is is the teams are trying to score in a way that in the 80s and the 90s, if you had just a really good defence, you were guaranteed to be competitive in the league. Whereas now, you need to be able to score in games. You can't draw your way to a league title the way you could have do in Serie A in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. like, well, obviously, as soon as three, three, or three points for a win came in, I think that changed the game as well. Like you know, But the... the, the, the 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 point of trying to f- the score your way, you know, I think there's a more creative aspect that coaches yeah. are actually, you know, that I, I, it feels a little bit like um, bad teams can beat good teams as opposed to bad teams can only dream of drawing with good teams. Yeah, I think I think what also may have happened is the, the era of parking the bus, so to speak. That's just to kind of put it. I think that's evolving again now. Whereas you can't you can't do that forever either. Like you know, and and to take your point, yeah, to pick up on your point, the, the shells the shell style is interesting. Like I think it's I was just looking at the table there. They've scored four goals. They've conceded three in six games. Yeah. One two drawn two lost two. Like it's. It's middle of the road stuff, but it's quite it's quite offensive. Some people saying it's it's difficult to watch at times, but it gets results. So yeah. Duffer, Duffer maybe deserves a little bit of credit for it as well. I think I think doesn't like I mean just even to kind of to take to take for Damien's point of view, he's he's a young manager. He's only coming yeah. in like you know, and the last thing he wants to do is kind of the last one anyone wants to do is be gung ho and you know just throw caution to the wind that kind of stuff. But there is an element of that, although you like to. You do like to see that as well, like you, know, you don't want to see um, teams being overly cautious. But I think you, it's a, it's it's a, it's a fine balancing act. You have to work with what you have available in terms of your budget. I think he's, got, you know, I think the budget is, is is fantastic. There, you, you know, you made the analogy of Shelburne and Bowes there, Jer. I think Bowes certainly have at least three or four years of a head start on, yeah. on shells, like, yeah. you know, and that shows. And that's obviously shells are kind of saying, well, look, if we just maintain where we are at the moment, that's where we're going to get to, and hopefully investment follows. But from Damien point of view I think I think <laughs> to be fair to him I think where where maybe the team might lack a little bit of I don't know what do you want to say a bit, a, a bit of flair or a bit of je ne sais quoi I think he makes up for it mm. like, you know so it, it kind of does a, does a balance there in the, in the, in the squad where he's um, Mourinho used to do a brilliant thing with Chelsea he used to all he just he used to always take the attention off the players yeah you know, he, he had this brilliant tactic. Now, it, it you know we all fell for it in the end, but I think we'd all agree that in the early years, it was gold because we were just attracted on him, and the players just got on with the job. I, I'm not saying he's doing the same again, but it, it, it's uh, considering he played under him, he knows the man. I would imagine he's certainly taken snippets of of of, of his management style. I also feel a little bit like if you are trying to build something from a team who has come up the way Shelburne have, that you need to make sure that your defence is really good and really solid and that like it's a long-term project. You can't go gung-ho to try and uh, 
you know, go on a surge without it actually being built on solid foundation. It feels a little bit like from him that he's thinking in those terms as opposed to, you know, trying to go toe to toe week in, week out. There, there Aussie is the RDLA style. There is another thing, and and it, it's some, it's 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 a kind of um, it's a kind of a dynamic that crept in. Um, um, I would like to, well, I hope it's it's gone. It kind of crept in there over. over Kind of before COVID, a little bit after COVID, this kind of this fear of going down, this kind of uh, you just have to stay up. And if you, if you would talk to anybody at the start of any league campaign, I would say one team wanted to win the league, two or three wanted to get Europe, and the rest just wanted to stay up. And I think that's affected the psychology of of, of some of the teams. Um, and I, you know, I'd like to think that maybe that's starting to drift away a little bit because. It's not just it, it, it's not good enough to kind of just want to stay up. I, I don't think so. It is that's fascinating. So teams are just accepting their level essentially. Yeah, and then it, and do you know what happens? It kind of it filters through the club into the supporters, and you be talking to the supporters and saying, "I just want to stay up." You're kind of going, "Oh my lord, where's your ambition gone?" Like you know, yeah, but this is supposed to be joy, joyful. Listen to yourself. This is not mass. You know, like <laughs> Leicester won the Premier League in 2016 and so on. So like I think I do think that maybe I, I'd like to hope that that's kind of gone a little bit as well because I don't see huge differences. Um, in six clubs in 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 in, in um, this league, and I, Oles, I think Derry, any one of them, yeah. Dundalk. Who's after that? You're, are you counting Sligo and Shells, or do you have Cork City and, and obviously Rovers? Um, yeah, you got Rovers. I think I think Dundalk. You got Pats can, should be competitive. There's no doubt Pats should be competitive. They've got a little a bad start, but there's no reason why they can't turn that around as well. You got Derry. Um, I was up in Derry Sligo the other night. Um, I've got to say um, Sligo have something about them this year a, a resilience that I haven't seen in a Sligo team for a long long time I think they're going to be difficult to beat um, and Derry were a little bit weren't at the races to be quite honest with you um, that was an opportunity for them um, to kind of go I think it might have been 11 points clear um, and didn't take it they ended up just getting a good a good draw out of it so it's I just think the the difficulty is the difficulty is doing it week in week out, Jared. It's a, it's a mentality thing, you know. That ro- Rovers have that mentality; they know what it takes. Derry um, certainly tasted it a little bit last year, and will no doubt have learned from it. But I just feel there's others that are in there that can that can that can have a go. And um, I just it's wide open at the moment. I I I I'm, I'm not coming away. I don't know any one team really that has re- overly impressed me so far this season. Uh, the fixtures this weekend for everybody wondering it's uh, Cork City versus Drogheda Cork at home Dundalk at home to Shamrock Rovers Shelburne at home to Derry City St. Pat's at home to UCD and then the following day it's Sligo Rovers at home to Bowes all of these games are actually pretty good and, and meaningful in, in yeah. their own way yeah. um, so Dundalk and Rovers Dundalk uh, looked like quite slow to get into the season and then absolutely exploded into it and they've been a bit um, up and down but they're they're building something and again you yeah. hope that it's more sustainable than some of the stuff that's happened in the past it's probably I think Stevie's probably um, of all the clubs he's probably um, gone outside of Ireland looking to bring players in like, um, and that can be a difficulty because you're, just, you're trying to settle players into a different environment um, you know, you got the town of Dundalk where you can't, you know, you can't fart without somebody knowing about. It. However, what I would say, it's a town that, like, if you know, when they get behind you, they get behind you. You know, and that's the kind of it's very, very similar to in Cork as well, isn't it? I mean, you, you probably say that, and there's an analogy there with most of the towns around around Dublin, around Ireland. Dublin is the 
is a little bit different because of the way the dynamic works there. But Stevie has certainly has brought in players from outside and it can be a little bit harder to, to, to bed them in. They got a wonderful start last year. Don't forget, they were top of the table. Um, they were the ones that really capitalised on the fact that Derry hit a bit of a wall last year in around that May-June period in around Europe and all of a sudden Dundalk found themselves top of the table and then of course they couldn't maintain that either like you know Columns in my ear saying Cork is not a town a city is it city boy yeah what's what 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 uh, what's categorised as a city cathedral is it something like that yeah technically you need two cathedrals or you need a, a cathedral he's not in his head there frantically look at him <laughs> somehow <laughs> Kilkenny gets in really not sure about that but anyway good town Cork uh, <laughs> <laughs> so did Dundalk, so he's swearing in my ears now, which I'm not allowed to do on air. Uh, did Dundalk turn a corner then after um, getting beaten by Bowes when they hammered St. Pat's? Is that what we should expect them to just maintain that level? Like uh, the point about betting in players, is that period over now and we should just expect them to be at their level? And so therefore. It, it, it should be. I, I always found that, that, that you need at least eight, nine games before you, you, know, you kind of you, you hit your mark. And that's all round you know the balance of the team is right um, even your own personal fitness you know and you're kind of you're kind of hitting games kind of full pelt you know and certainly I would have thought that Dundalk um, would have ironed out those cracks now and I would expect them to be competitive now Obviously Shamrock Rovers will not be scared of anything given the level of experience they have and the talent they have and the backroom team that they have but uh, if you're Dundalk at home against Rovers and if you beat them you're opening up a significant gap and you're really sending them into crisis do you go to win the game at all costs or are you like this is a home league game against Shamrock Rovers who we consider to be one of our rivals for the title if we get a draw in this game and a draw against them then we'll stand up over the course of the rest of the season on our results against everybody else how do you approach it as a management team and what, are you, what message are you giving to the players because um, they could be two different things obviously yeah but. well the era of this is why I think there might be a bit of a leveller um, in, in, in terms of uh, the big boys and small boys that era of going into games with fear against the bigger teams I don't think it's there as much as it used to be um, so I'd imagine Dundalk would be looking at the the the, the Rovers results so far um, although they've been playing well and I think they'll be looking at the, I mean you have to use what's at your disposal to, 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 to beat who you're playing on any Friday okay so you've got to look at Rovers they're under big pressure they're not playing well you know this four in a row talk and that has to be part of the rhetoric that has to be you know that has to be part of the motivation to Dundalk plus you know because they're they're, they're, they're you know if you like what you say if we knock these out of a, a, a league title race then there's a possibility of us slotting in there and that has to be part of the talk there's, there's six points clear of them at the moment if you were to go nine points clear yeah. like, no it's really really early it's ridiculous we're talking about like Rovers being out of the tight race if they lose this game it's totally ridiculous but a nine point lead is a nine point lead yeah it's huge you know? yeah it is it's huge I know we're, we're kind of half joking with the Cork stuff there and but like it strikes me the conversation and it's a big conversation granted but the, the idea of the league Go, could go from strength to strength with more teams from outside Dublin like you look at that Premier Division table you've got the five teams from Dublin you've got Dundalk and Drogheda which are stones throw albeit loud is not Dublin uh, and then you've Cork Derry Sligo like the conversation often happens around you know if, if there are teams from Tip or Mayo or Monaghan places counties that have no or regions that have no League of Ireland team that, that maybe the league could go from strength to strength I don't know if that's something that you I would love it, yeah. I would love it. But you have to be competitive. You yeah. have to be competitive. Um, it's a long-term thing as well, think, obviously. Yeah, there has to be commitment as well. You know, I don't... Um, 
to, to, to even understand the level of work that goes into running a football club is, um, you know, it's only something that I'm kind of even experiencing um, since I sort of moved away from playing. Like mm. it's 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 very extremely difficult. It's it's made even more difficult because we 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 work in an environment in this country. It's not easy to get things yeah. done. You know what I mean? You put your hand out, it gets slapped. To be quite honest, and then you know. Other sports have a, a, certainly seem to have an awful lot easier. So there, there, there needs to be. Um, I do think. I do think the game here needs to come together. Um, um, I know clubs can certain can can be their own individual entities, and they have to um, go their own ind- individual paths um, because they have different um, objectives or whatever the case may be. But there has to be a collectiveness when it comes to. Um, trying to lobby government or lobby stakeholders in order to improve the game. Um, that's something we haven't been good at in the past. I think we are definitely getting better at that. Um, but we've been, um, you know, this country has been doing extremely well for the last, you know, we talked about the Celtic Tiger back in the noughties. I mean, there's no doubt we've been going through a second Celtic Tiger and no one's been talking about it. Um, and it would be an awful shame if 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 the game didn't progress in 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 some shape or form um, during this period, like, you know, and especially the, even the the, the post COVID period, if you want to put it put a put a uh, a name on it, like you know, there's there's this huge grow for 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 live events for you know, and the, the football um, uh, has definitely benefited from that. I would have thought. Uh, news that Virgin are going to show the uh, Rovers Bowls game is it next week? Um, mm-hmm. Friday week, yeah, yeah. This is big. It's brilliant. I came out nowhere. I didn't know it. I didn't know this was in the pipeline. I think it's fantastic. I really do. Um, it's it's been a it's been a um, it's been a grow of people for a while that we don't show all the games week in week out. Um, and the, well, you the, can't build familiarity with the teams and with the plot lines and with the issues and with the with the managers or the star players or with the, with the fan bases yeah, if yeah. you can't see them. And it's a, it's a, it's a it's a habitual thing. Like you know, we we, 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 we the league starts and we show four or five games and then we drop off and then we show four or five, and it's you know it's it, exactly it doesn't it, it's very difficult to get consistency going. It be, would be fantastic if we could show a game on live uh, television um, once a week. I think that's probably where we're trying to get obviously I work for, 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 for I cover the games for RTE I know how difficult it is to, to kind of get that schedulized. it's extremely difficult um, and it's a, it's a it's a part of the business that maybe not everyone fully understands um, the numbers don't tend to be very good either um, so for all the wants for people to, 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 to see live games on a on a on a on a Friday, you'd be quite surprised sometimes that people maybe just don't watch it. However, it goes back to your point: if that familiarity is there, if you know there's going to be a game on every week, I do think people think people will watch. Yeah, it's the if you build it, they'll come. But you have to be uh, there for a long period of time to see the bits that uh, that happen over the course of the season. Um, the Derry City story, obviously, they're away at uh, Shells this week. <laughs> They're the ones who obviously have had the massive ownership come in with uh, all the money and there's a lot of hype about it. But again, instead of like just going smash-bang last season, it seems like they've slowly built and they've got a good young progressive manager who is taking his time with this. Yeah, I think I think he's, he's signed really well, uh, Rory. What he's done is he's brought back top players that are familiar with the club, with the... Um, I don't know, I, I always felt... I always feel Derry is... Um, has a uniqueness in its in its its history in in the city itself. That you know the history of the city. It's it's something that you just can't get away from. And I think Rory 
I think he really gets that, you know, and bringing the, the likes of uh, Patrick McElhenney back and Duffy, these are all people who are very familiar, top players, you know, top professionals, um, which is probably more important mm. um, because you, you need players, uh, you know, the, the day the day in and the day out. That's the, that, you know, the month. It's what you do Monday to, to Thursday is, is, is what um, it happens on a Friday. Yeah. And then I think what he's, he, he's brought in unknowns, youths, and he's developed the, uh, the squad extremely yeah. well. No, exciting times. Chewy, good stuff. Thanks a million. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.